It's time for Trial Time with Dean Watling. Welcome back to Giddy Up, Gareth. All with you, as always, on a Wednesday. It's now time for Trial Time, and it's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing, firstlightracing.com.au. Dino, hello to you, mate. Good morning again, Gareth. So much to look forward to um, from a trials perspective now, or looking forward to having a chat to you as we dissect those trials at Rose Hill of recent times. Um, And we might start with the trial there at Rose Hill because I want to have a chat about the, it was like a a little mini Everest trial in a way where we had Overpass, Mazu, Shinzo in secret, Fangirl and Buddhist Notches. Think it over, unfortunately, Nasra Wheeler reported to the stewards and to Kerry Parker, the trainer, that the horse just didn't feel right. So he was basically pulled out of that trial and I think Kerry Parker's going over his superstar and he'll report back to the stewards after he has his vets go over, think it over. But that's unfortunate there for connections heading towards a King Charles. But what did you make of that trial, first of all? Yeah, that's a little bit sad news to think it over. I thought I thought the exact same thing when I sort of watched the trial, if something was wrong or if they were purely for there just to tick the legs over. So I hope. Everything's okay. I think it over. We know he's just come back and, and won a group one since his tendon injury. So hopefully everything's okay. But he summed it up pretty well. It's a little bit of a, a mini Everest trial, probably more so for Mazu and Shinzo than anyone. Um, overpass was great. This is sort of the best I've seen in tick over trial in the past. He was full of running. Tim Clark was in the saddle for Bjorn Baker. He was full of speed in his legs. Never really given an inch of rain, but he extended beautifully in the trial. Mazu sort of camped off his back and I guess it's a great barometer for Marzu. Um, Overpass is in the Everest and he's going to be his main rival. Uh, obviously, Marzu had that little incident on the weekend, pulled up two out of five lame out of his box after a, a morning gallop there on Saturday. He was okay, I would say. A little bit underwhelming again. He was scrubbed along a little bit by Tommy Berry and didn't really make an impact into the margin behind Overpass. Um, it's hard to get a guy what they wanted out of the trial. Were they just there to get fitness in his leg, mm. get him around, make sure he's all sound? But I think he was a little bit underwhelming. Shinzo in secret and Fangirl, they're all very similar. Not there to do anything, really. They were sort of there to tick their legs over. They're all pass marks. And probably the pick of the trial would have been Buenos Nacho. Sat a long way back in the heat, but made up significant ground to the line. He looks the one that's really on track. So... Interesting trial. I definitely give pass marks to Overpass and Buenos Nachos. Um, Mazu and Shinzo, they're the ones that really got to find a couple of lengths, I think, Gareth leading into the Everest, though. So did Shinzo do enough? Like, he wasn't off the bridle at all. So I don't know what the... Obviously, they just wanted to see how he was feeling with his action. Um, but it looked like, to me, he probably did enough. Your thoughts there? Would you go to an Everest with him now? Yeah, it's a hard one. Chris Waller, obviously, he's not a trainer that pushes his horses out and expects them. I think he knows probably at home if he's ready to go. I think the trial was just to see and make sure he's good in his action. Obviously, pulled up two out of five lane out of that golden rose when he was first up. So um, you could say he's he's done enough to, to make an Everest. Would I be backing? No, definitely not in an Everest. But I think behind scenes, uh, Chris Waller would have a much better guide on him. And I guess you look back at it as a two-year-old and he didn't pick us up um, we'll catch anyone's really eye at the trials um, before he went on his run and won a golden slipper. So he can be a little bit of an unassuming horse, which um, 
punters may like. He might get a better price, but for me, I wouldn't be backing him in the Everest, and nor would I back Marzu either. Yeah, I thought he trialled pretty good for, for Shinzo. So, yeah, it'd be fascinating to see what they do with him now. And I, I got in contact with Paul Snowden there yesterday after the trial, and he said he was really happy. So full steam ahead towards an Everest. So he's looking to try and go a couple better. Marzu, he's been around the market a few Everest. So um, he'll represent at the moment anyway, Arrowfield and the Star. Um, so I think that's the situation there with Marzu. But alcohol-free will probably get a slot. Espiona gets a slot now. Um, I wish I win work nicely there on Saturday. You've got think about it that was, I thought, pretty good under the circumstances. I thought he was excellent first up in a Premier Stakes. I was talking to Jack Jenkins on the debate today and we went through the horses that you think that could win an Everest. I'm sort of like, Bunes Notches has been so impressive, but I, I just want to see him do it on the big stage with his racing pattern. I think he just finds too much trouble. Um, so I'm taking him on a little bit at an Everest, but I think that the horse that I want to be on at the moment, there's a couple of horses, maybe a horse like like an Hawaii 5-0 I thought was excellent under the circumstances and gets J-Mac and Private Eye's the other. Like Private Eye's my number one selection at the moment, Dino. Yeah, I can't um, disagree with you at all. I think it's funny, each week, uh, out of sight, out of mind, uh, the, the new horses come on the scene here, Hawaii 5-0s, and you think about it, like we just saw um, on the weekend, and they come into the forefront, and then you sort of forget your private eyes, but I think private eye has to be number one for Joe Pride. So when I think about it, it was great, but I don't know, I get a little bit of an inkling, maybe he's come back and wanting further, so that's the jink in his armour. I think uh, private eye is probably a better 1,200-metre horse, and then I wish our wins just completely flown on the radar as well in the sense of we haven't really been talking about it because he hasn't been at the races. So you make a good point with Boynus Nutches. He lacks that tactical speed, which I think will be crucial this year in the Everest with that lack of speed overall. So um, Hawaii 5.0 has that tactical speed. So it's an in- interesting and intriguing Everest this year. It's a changing of the guard, and I feel like there's going to be a lot of opinions across the board, and you can't really discount any horse at no. all. I think every horse has a chance. Um and I think we've never really seen this field ever line up against each other. You're struggling to sort of see him, whereas Nature Strip, Eduardo, all those type of horses, we saw them battle it out in previous preparations in races. So um, it shapes to be a cracker, and um, I hope we get a little bit of tempo and the best horse wins. So, yeah. Um, where would Imperatrice be in the market if she was, uh, like, she's probably not going to go. It's highly unlikely that she's going now, but... You, you never know because until the slots are completely filled, you you can't, I guess, rule her out 100%, but it's highly unlikely. But if she was in the race, where would she be in your market, Dino? She'd be a firm favourite. I think she'd be uh, around $2.50 in that market, maybe okay. even shorter. Uh, what she's been doing down there on the clock, sectionals, data, everything, um, and you just look at her to Ramwick, a bit of bigger track. She's been the Sydney way of going. High pressure race. She's got tactical speed. I think she'd start, yeah, 250, probably even shorter. And I'd be more than happy to back her. I think she's different gravy. Got a length or two on the current horses in the Everest. I'd love to see her there. I doubt we will, but I guess we'll see her down there in Melbourne. Even the Sydney way of going? Yeah, well, we saw her, obviously, in the Challenge Stakes back in the autumn um, when she got nutted by Atoria. So she's handled that way of going in. We forget on her pedigree and sorry, her page, sorry, that she's won over 14 or 1300 metres. So a rise of 1200 metres around a big fair Randwick track. She's got tactical speed. 
Um, I just think she's yeah. the race is made for her, so it's a little bit sad that she's not going. But yeah, there's no real jinx in her armor this time around. That's the great point you make. That's why I've been so impressed, and I thought she might be a little bit vulnerable last Friday, like second up after such a tough run in the McEwen, second up staying at 1,000 because I think her best form 100%. is over six furlongs to 1,300 metres, and she still sprinted like a dead-set superstar. So, yeah, it's um, she'll start $1.50, $1.40, you would imagine, in a Matacado. Now, what about the so that's a, the little Everest trial? What about the Kosciuszko trial after the last race at Goulburn yesterday, where I thought both were impressive front page now with Matty Dale after the retirement of Jeff Duray, and then Mogo Magic did it nicely on his home track to win that trial. Yeah, we, yeah, we probably haven't talked throughout this race enough, but this year's edition's elite. We've got Opal Ridge, who's an out-and-out open-class group horse. Far too easy is the same. Front page, we know how good he is. And then Mogo Magic, Derry Grove, and Amemus, Amemus, sorry, they're horses that are probably um, edging their way towards open-class group races. And it's obviously a Kosciuszko trained by the country trainers. So it's going to be a great addition. We saw Mogo Magic and Front Page hit it out there at Goulburn. Uh, Mogo Magic was great. A little bit fresh, but we can expect that. Obviously, he missed that run when drawing uh, a really wide gate there two weeks ago. So he probably needed that hit out to calm the nerves. He was fine. Given a little bit of rain late, um, responded okay. But I thought Front Page had him cold. He was outstanding. This was his first public trial uh, for Matty Dale now. Matty Dale's in an outstanding form, and we know he gets his horses right at the trials. Uh, he just trucked up, given no bridle at all, um, and he made up really, really good ground sitting off the back of Mogo Magic. They were both good through the line, but I think if you had to pick the well, pick out of the two pairs there, I think um, front page had it over Mogo Magic, and the market suggests that in there. Uh, Kosciuszko as well, Gareth. Yeah, so with the so with the weights there, what happens in the in the um, in the Kosciuszko? It's a really good question. I think it's very similar to an Everest. I think it's the exact same weight. Weight for age. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing it's the exact same uh, conditions of the Everest. So um, I know a lot of people talk about Mogo Magic and he's probably the unbeaten horse. We don't know his ceiling, but he's only won a benchmark 72 on paper. Front page is being competitive in group class races, group one races. Opal Ridge is a listed winner. Um, Far too easy. He's done it before. So... The market's got it right, and um, I'll be keen to probably take on Mogo Magic over a 1,200-metre strongly run race um, up against the, the big boys and girls, as you could say. But hopefully for the stable connections, he can progress, but it might be just uh, this year he needs it to be seasoned, and next year he might be uh, the one that we're all talking about. Yeah, under set weights that the Kosciuszko is run under. So there you go. Um, it'll be an interesting race. There's no doubt about that. Um yeah, I think it it adds it adds just another wonderful um, no, no, another wonderful storyline to Everest Day, the Kosciuszko. Um, so, looking forward to seeing what it produces this year. Now, let's have a look at some of these other horses that have been exposed, and the four-year-old for Cadolphin Contemporary. You've been happy with him? He's a horse who probably caught us off guard a little bit last preparation. He probably didn't have the best CD or trials, but he made his way through the grades stylishly and probably his pattern just hurt him late in the piece there and a couple of leader bias tracks he couldn't sort of get over the top. But I love this recent trial. He trialed behind and ran over the top of Brigantine, which is a great barometer for that horse. 
Nash was in the saddle, which is another big push, I think, for this horse. And I've loved the way he's moved into this preparation. I think he's matured really well. And he's a horse that I'd love to back first up. That was his first hit out there at Rose Hill yesterday of the 900 metres. So look for a second trial. Or oh, sorry, no, he's had two trials. So he'll be off to the races now. Um, and he's something, uh, a horse that, similar to sort of a Perel, um, one of those type of horses that not sort of your group class, but can knock off these benchmark races on these big days and move for the grade. So contemporary, uh, definitely going into Black Book this week. All right then, so contemporary there for Cadolphin. And uh, then we move on to some of the unexposed horses. And we start off with a heat at Newcastle where New Forest with Sarah Ryan caught your eye. Yeah, an underrated stable. She does a great job up there, Sarah Ryan. Um, with these horses, she's got these silks. If everyone saw the silks, you, you'd know them. Um, but this is a lovely second trial. Two from two of the trials now is New Forest, the three-year-old gelded son of Justify. We know how good these Justify um, horses are going. He did a touch wrong in the trial, Gareth. He's still very new. Um, but what I loved was when the, the jockey showed um, New Forest a persuader. He really responded well, balanced up and went through his gears beautifully to the line to unleash a lovely turn of foot and take out the trial. The time was overall the fastest of the morning. We spacked up that. And I like to see when horses are off the bit and pushed along, you want the time to be good. If they're sort of just there idling around on the bridle, the time doesn't matter. But when they're off the bridle, I like to see the time back it up. So he's ready for the races now. I'd love to see him to kick off over that 1,400 metres plus. He looks like an out-and-out stay. So New Forest, um, Sarah Ryan looks to have another nice horse there. All right, then, and then we move on to a heat that you found there as well at Ballina for the Inform Many Dunn camp. Another one off Broadway. Manny Dunn's doing a suburb job, and he does a really good job with these horses that have a couple of issues, maybe haven't gone all right in their first preparations. And that's the story here with Written Fame. He's beaten nearly 10 lengths in his trial prior to his first preparation. Uh, last time in, he, he had a poor prep, didn't win any races. But you look at his trial this time in, and you'd suggest that he's he switched the horse out with another horse. It looks like a completely different horse. Um, he loomed up in his trial, showed a, a lovely turn of foot, his son of winning Rupert. I do note he's been gelded, so that could be the making of him. And I like to sort of align that change or that improvement with a gear change. And we know what the gelding operation can do. So written fame, uh, written fame, sorry, he's ready to break the maiden this time in um, after an impressive trial there for Matthew Dunn. And then you found one at Goulburn as well. You've gone everywhere this week, Dino. Yeah, they've been everywhere. Um, Paddy Murphy, speaking of trainers in form, Sarah Ryan, Matthew Dunn, and Paddy Murphy's doing a wonderful job. He's got a horse going around today called Body Bob, um, who broke the track record last star. But he's doing a wonderful job at the moment. And Star Spangled Planet comes out of a similar conversation as written fame. Oh, from six, hasn't showed anything in the past, but um, his new his first trial for Pat Murphy was superb. Had the nose roll on, tracked wide around the bend and made up really good ground. So I think he can break the maiden tag first up this press, no doubt. He's still eligible and can go to some really easy um, Saturday races, uh, country races, sorry. So Star Spangled Planet in the Black Book. All right, then. And the final horse that we're going to have a look at here is a horse from the champion trainer stable of Chris Waller. Um, that trolled nicely at Rose Hill Invader Zim. Very, very nice trial. If you're going to note any horse down, Invader Zim, Z-I-M, goes in the black book. Um, these invaders do a wonderful job and sneaky back to the inside, made up superb ground late. So look for a second trial now. And I don't think Waller push him out. He might just hide him in behind him. But Invader Zim has really nice ability and it can knock off a three-year-old maiden. 
um, over the next couple of weeks, Gary. Any horses that we need to be following from your trial file from a putting perspective this week? I've got one for you tomorrow, Gareth. Yes. You might be able to fill me with the, the name of this, but uh, John O'Shea at uh, Gosford tomorrow, race five. The horse's name is Schwartz. It's one of the syndicates for Rosemont that names after AFL players. Yeah, so David Schwartz, yeah. I knew you'd know that. So I think it will be winning. Two really good trials, well-placed. Uh, race five tomorrow there at Gosford, we can follow. Yeah, by Suster out of Summer Sham. So Schwartz there at 2.30, 3.70 into 2.30. So it's been a bit of a go on that John O'Shea train cult. They haven't had too much luck, that syndicate, just yet. But um, hopefully Schwartz can turn that around. Love your work, Dino. And Lost and Running's been officially retired now from John O'Shea and Connections there. He was a terrific horse. A per Canto, purchased for $40,000. He won well in excess of a million dollars. So he was some fine for Connections. He was a brewing horse. I loved him. Big, strong action. Forward, back, didn't matter. Dry, wet. Uh, he was an absolute beast. We didn't quite get to see the best of him with his feet issues and... Um, he did a wonderful job with him, John O'Shea. And sad, he was a great horse, but um, hopefully onto bigger and better things now uh, as he's retired. All right, good on you, Dino. Thanks for that.